0: To Mom Zero Attention podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Allison. And today we are going to be talking about starting gentle parenting with older kids. So the big question is, can you, are you able to start gentle or respectful parenting with older kids?
1: And my answer is yes, you are. But um, I think um, I'll give a little bit of backstory real quick before I answer my two oldest children are adopted and they've only been with us permanently about six years and they're now 17 and 18 so we didn't have all those formative years and even with my uh my youngest I didn't start this parenting even start my journey until she was about five um and she's about to be 17 so I think you can start at any point changing those things but I think the things we need to remember sometimes parents get so gung-ho like I should have been doing this. I'm so excited to start this parenting and they expect their children to be on board right away when they've, if they've been parented a different way for the first seven years or 10 years or however long, that's not going to happen overnight. And the one thing that I've noticed more than anything is if you've been a reactive parent, which I was very reactive for a long time, they have to trust, like in the beginning, especially if they're older, they have to trust that you're not going to do those things anymore. So the first change has to be us we have to be the first change so that they trust that we're we're really meaning what we what we say and what we want to do and another thing that helped too is having in the beginning sitting down and talking with everyone or individually however your fi- family dynamic is and talking about things you're willing to work on i was willing to work on my reactions and my Um, anxiety would turn into frustration and things like that. So I said, I'm willing to work on this. What are you guys willing to work on? What are things you think that would help? And that really, really helped with open communication and everybody kind of doing check-ins every week. Where are we? Are we ready to work on something else and things like that?
0: You can start You can start gentle, respectful parenting at any age, at any stage. I know people who have grown kids yeah. who are now <laughs> turning a respectful grandparents and learning about respectful parenting to grandparent their kids yes. better. And to have a better relationship with their adult children through this parenting style, even though they didn't practice it when their kids were growing up Mm -hmm. and they're seeing astronomical changes, even with their relationship with their grown
1: adult children. I didn't even know about this parenting. I only knew old school parenting or like, that's all I knew. But the other thing is too, is not beating ourselves up when we start trying to change like not I wish I wouldn't of course we all have I wish I wouldn't have done that or said that or done that like I I had talked to you before I used to do timeouts with my youngest and I can remember walking in I'm like why are you in the corner she's like I knocked a toy off the table so I put myself in timeout I was like I don't think this is working for us because she's like punishing herself for things that aren't even punishable offenses you know and I I think that was one of the first things that really clicked in my mind but even now, I've been parenting this way for over a decade, there's still things, even a few days ago, I wish I would have handled differently. That's just part of being a human being. There's no perfect parenting and there's no perfect formula, but I think as long as at the core of it is respecting our children so that they respect us, as long as mutual respect is at the core, I feel like it's going to get better.
0: Yep. I always, I, I hate the term gentle parenting. I don't say that a lot because <laughs> I defend it. I defend it so adamantly because I know that that is people's reminder of how they want to interact with their kids, yeah. um, but I'm not a gentle person, which is the right. which is the, like, the pushback <laughs> that I get all the time. Is like, oh, well, you're not gentle. It's like, I never said I was, I didn't name it. I don't like the name. I think of it as like parenting connection-focused parenting. That's how I think of it. I think of it as connection-focused. And I really don't wrap myself up in every little, little thing or every new thing out about this or that or because um, psychology is always changing. We are always learning and growing. The things Mm -hmm. that we were telling parents is the right thing 10, 15 years ago. We're not doing anymore. And I know that. And so (laughs) some of the parenting that like, I remember like that didn't work at all were the things that my mom specifically took from the psychologist at the time the naughty step, the no jar, like to me, because I was so difficult. I was so combative and argumentative and stubborn. It was laughable and it was fun. Like yeah. she'd try the naughty step. And she was like, she said the naughty step, I would just turn a two minute timeout into a two and a half hour struggle until she was like, this is stupid. You're
1: yeah. <laughs> done with this. It's not yeah. working. Or like the reward charts, reward charts and all that stuff too. And I was
0: relentless. And kids like that, it doesn't, those like behavioral based techniques, they don't work. When you have a kid like that. And even if I would stay on the step, I would sing at the top of my lungs for the two minutes or whatever it was like, just to, just like, Hey, you're not bothering
1: me. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to sing. I love it here. Five more minutes, you know. But I think that was a perfect example. I think that's a perfect example of the parent when you're coming from a place of control, which some parents are like with the old school parenting, and you're like, you're going to sit on that step and you're not going to move. Whereas with respectful, gentle, whatever you want to call it, parenting, it's like, you're having a bad moment. How can I support you? how can we figure this out together? That's the difference. It's control or connection is kind of like the leading thing. I don't do everything perfectly by any means. I say things I shouldn't, I lose my temper sometimes, but my goal is to have that connection and that safety with my kids where they can come and talk to me about things. But like you said, if we're starting and your child's 10, it's going to look vastly different than when they're younger. But once you start you just add a little bit at a time and eventually it changes all your relationships. It changed my relationship with my husband, with my friends, because I did most of the changing.
0: Also, so one thing, um, the amount of gentle parenting that I've done with my husband over the years, astronomical. (laughs) So he grew up with like that very old school, very, you know, very, um, and even when we started, one thing is he always respected me as the, as a parent, he always mm-hmm. respected the way that I did things with the kids, but he yeah. was not always on board. He did not always think that the things that I were doing worked, you know, and I could when the kids were little and I would be handling things. I could feel him just rolling his eyes mm-hmm. and like, Oh, I guess we're going to talk it through again, <laughs> like, right. you know? Um, and, but now that my kids are seven and almost six, and you see those things that you were doing you see those things starting to
1: pay off
0: yeah to pay off Mm -hmm. and you see your kids can communicate about things and then you know they can decompress on their own and like you know um and they understand how to do that and then and, and now now he's on board I, they, I make they care can be fun all the time. Me too. Don't make the rules. Like, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, if I'm folding clothes, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm calling a friend. I'm listening to music. Like you can make yourself fun. I'm not trudging through life. I'm not gonna make my kids do that. Right. So he would be, he would be the one who's like five seconds to put on your shoes. And I would be like, um, the feet go marching to
1: my, <laughs> <kid."> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny was the same way. Um, he, I don't know what kind of parenting he had, but when I started talking to him about the respectful parenting or like changing our parenting, he was like, so you want entitled spoiled brats. That's what you want to turn our children into is entitled spoiled brats. And I I was like, look, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm not happy. Everything's chaotic. I said, just give me three months. Can we just try this for three months? And if it doesn't work and you can say, I told you so, and we can go back to all being miserable because I was not enjoying motherhood. I was stressed out all the time. I feel like I felt like all I was doing was correcting. No, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't like, I felt like that's all I was doing. Um, and he, he said, okay, let's do the three months. And we never turned back. Although it still looks vastly different how he parents and how I parent, even in the same situation, um, just because we're different people too. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a, a, process, a long process. <laughs> and
0: I also think that's important that you brought up is you're different people.
1: Yeah. And
0: people think that gentle or respectful parenting is this certain script or this certain way of talking to your kids right. or the tone of voice that you use or like, you know, and, um, and that's part of the reason that people kind of are able to mock it because yeah. they think that it's this one thing, but like, I don't know that you and I would handle every situation. Right. Way, but we're basically
1: they they think it's something like oh you punched him in the face don't do that again okay like they think that's what gentle or respectful parenting is is your tone or permissive and it's it's not it might be it might sound like hey you you hit your brother we don't hurt people's bodies you need to come over here now that's what it would sound like for me and I think that's part of the reason that
0: I get a pushback that, like, oh well, you're not—you're just a regular parent, not a gentle parent. Not resp-. It's like, no, I'm using a regular tone because that's how I talk to people. That's right. how I talk to everybody. Yeah. It's about understanding and supporting and giving tools and strategies to guide away from them, but also letting them know, yeah, it's okay to be mad. It's not okay to throw a chair because you're mad. Right. So we're not going to do that. And, we're and replacing
1: that. and replacing the behaviors and realizing that. So many times with old school parenting, we're expecting these little children who have been on this earth in, in days, we can count the days, that they handle situations the way that some adults can't even handle them. You see people driving down the road, having road rage because someone didn't put a blinker on. You see people flipping out because McDonald's forgot their barbecue sauce, like all of these things. And we're expecting these tiny little humans to respond to big feelings by not expressing them at all. And there are these little people that just need to learn how to navigate them. And I think that is such a huge part of it is teaching them how to navigate the big feelings they have or any feelings they have in a healthy way. And it's a long-term goal, it's not a short-term fix. It takes time. So I think that's another thing people forget when they say it's not working, it works for you, but it doesn't work for me, but they've tried it twice. It's you have to keep going with it. You have to keep going. And it's the end goal. I mean, it took me probably two or three years before I was like, wow, I'm so glad I stuck with this. Like I'm seeing the, the fruits, you know, of my labor in my child and how she treats people and how she treats herself. Like it takes a while.
0: I think a lot of people find gentle, respectful parenting when they are at a breaking point with yeah. what's been happening and they think, okay, well now it's too late. We're already at this breaking point and it's never too late, no. it's never too late to come in and reconnect. And that's why whenever anybody asks me, hey, where do I start with this? Where do I start with gentle parenting? And they think that it's going to be okay situationally. Like when my kid does this, you do this, but it's not. I always say the place where you start with gentle, respectful parenting is in your connection with your kid. So start by taking 10, 15 minutes of child-directed player activity where you're just there together in the moment, enjoying each other. And start with reframing the way that you think about your kid. You know, take, take their picture, put it on a poster board, write down, Every wonderful thing about your kid recenter the the perspective that you have of this child. yes and you you'd be amazed at how quickly everything else starts to fall into place. It
1: does it does, and one little thing at a time and it snowballs into big things, but that's not to say, like I said, I think I think you need to we need to remember too that if we're starting, especially if you have an adoptive child or an or you're starting with an older child, they've had all of their formative years without it. So it's going to look different, even though I have three children who are 16, 17, 18, each one of them is vastly different too. So they have different traumas, they have different triggers, they have different history. So it's going to look different. And, and I think that's so important when you said it's, it, it looks different for everyone because they're all individuals. So there's no one right answer, as long as at the end of the day, we've known we've really tried to do care over control then sometimes that's the best we have that day. You know what I mean?
0: I also think too, it's important to note that like not every season of your own gentle parenting journey, even if you are gentle, respectful parenting is gonna be your best season. Yeah. Like there was, when I was on bed rest with Landon, uh, my best did not look the best that it was Um when I was when I wasn't going through when I wasn't yes. like talking myself out of depression every single day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was a different, you know, and and it doesn't mean that I wasn't still being a gentle, respectful parent. I wasn't failing. I, you know, and a lot of people think that they are if they're not doing everything perfectly or they're not doing it as good as they used to or they're not. Doing-
1: yeah, but sometimes that's all you have to give. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all you have to give when you were going through that hard time. It's just like if my anxiety is bad. I, I, my kids are old enough for me to tell them, but sometimes it's all I have to give is to just sit with them. Sometimes I don't have the energy to take them here or do this or talk in depth about this. Sometimes all I can do is just sit for a moment because I'm overwhelmed or overstimulated. And I think that's something that parents really need to know. That's just part of being a human. That's not, does not make you a bad parent? You know, Mm
0: -hmm. funny that you mentioned that because something that I also get asked a lot is what do you do when you're overstimulated? Do you get overstimulated? Um, one thing that overstimulates me is, uh, multiple noises happening at once is very overstimulating to me. So if like, there's a TV on and a dog barking and a kid talking to me and there's music, I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm going to lose it. Like I can't hear anything you're saying to me. All I hear is like my own inner thoughts. Like, yeah, me too. I can explain that to my kids. And they can understand that and they can have empathy because when they feel a certain way, somebody understands and listens to them. I feel like people feel like if they're doing gentle, respectful parenting, they can't set and uphold their own boundaries for themselves as a person. They yes. absolutely can. Um, and you can understand that too. It's a good lesson in empathy.
1: Absolutely. And I think just like what you just said with being overtouched too, I can remember when Jay was little, she was very much on me all the time. I'd vacuum holding her on my hip and have her on the washer while I'm doing the laundry. And I would be so overstimulated from touch and from the pets and just from things. Um, I didn't know how to handle that. So I just tried to hold it all in till eventually I blew up. Um, Now I'm like, I really, guys, I just need a minute. Or if they're like, mom, I need this. Can you do this? Can you make, I'm like, guys, I just, I need 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes. and I'll usually like walk upstairs in my room or something because I just need to reset. And that's not being a bad parent. That's advocating for myself so that I can be a good parent. Mm-hmm. And when
0: kids, kids learn a lot from what is modeled for them. Yes. So when you're able to set your own boundaries in a respectful way, in a way that is still, you know, when you're able to do that and your kids see it, it helps them to be able to do it too, yeah. because they see you do it and, and kids take so much from what's just simply modeled for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to the detriment of your kid because in the long run, it's much better for you to set a boundary, be like, hey, I need a second, than to hold it in, feel like, okay, my kid needs me, my kid needs me, my kid needs me to do this. And you just hold it and hold it and hold it. And then you're like, don't touch me. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you're not no, enjoying it, it. And you can't enjoy anything because for me, I don't know how it is for you or anyone else, but it builds inside of me so i start feeling a little overstimulated and then i'm i'm trying to cook and do the and do all these things and i'm just like ah when if i would have just taken the 10 minutes to just sit and breathe and reset and maybe order pizza that night cuz i just can't finish cooking or whatever it is to me that's that's harder to do to learn how to do to take care of yourself and do those things then just be miserable and i was done being miserable am i perfect at advocating for myself all the time absolutely not but i that's something i'm definitely working on when i need time or i need a moment or i just can't do something um that's part of like you said modeling for them to advocate for themselves when they're in a situation or they need support and that's that's how they learn the best in my opinion mm-hmm. i um and I think
0: that's another thing when people think about starting gentle, respectful parenting is that they have to, they have to be a different person, right? Like, and you don't, like, and you don't, they think like, oh, I'm loud. I'm this, I'm that, like, I'm not, I'm not re- like this gentle, respectful parenting thing, but it's like, no, that's not, Yeah. you can be yourself. You can have your own sense of humor. You can take your own sense of humor, your own personality, your own, whatever it is and do gentle respectful parenting is not a one size fits all you can still have fun with your kids joke around with your kids whatever it is and um yeah it's not it's
1: not about the tone of your voice all the time and it's not about being perfect it's just about growing with your kids and having mutual respect in the relationship but i also think that sometimes the way gentle or respectful parenting is portrayed on social media seems very unattainable it seems very, um, well, if I don't handle this perfectly and what if I missed that tone and what if, what if this was a signal for that and I missed it, it just seems so overwhelming. And that's why the advice I always give is what I did. And that's taking one step at a time, just one small change at a time. And before you know it, you've changed 50 things over the, over a few months. I saw
0: somebody say that they gave themselves a 12 day, no yelling challenge. So And, and I got, I can't remember who said it, but they said that was what, that was what started. It just, it was just that one, it was just, they said for 12 days, all I'm going to do, I don't care what I do in the moment where I feel like I'm going to yell. I don't care if I start whispering, if I sing, if I, you know, take a break, whatever it was, but I'm just not going to yell. And then they said after that 12 days, it became practice and it became, Hey, uh, you know, even when, because, Everything is practice. Patience is practice. It's not yes. learned overnight. You're not going to get it right right away. Um, and I think that's another thing is that people think when they start, if they slide back or they have a moment where they slide back, or um, you know they're teetering between permissive and cool, right. and they're trying to find that balance. They keep thinking to themselves, "I'm not doing it right. I'm not going to get it." But that's part of the journey of absolutely. It out for you. And we all go through that journey. I went through that journey Mm -hmm. starting starting as a gentle, respectful parent. I went through that journey of figuring out exactly what works and holding my, how to hold boundaries while still, you know, and, and, and that takes time for every single person Mm -hmm. and it continues to change as your kids continue to grow.
1: Yeah. And I think what you just said was the hardest part for me when you said about the boundaries. When I first started learning about this parenting, I was, I, I understood where my husband was coming from because you don't hear a lot about firm boundaries, but in this parenting, there are firm boundaries and you don't have to let people cross them or children cross them. You still have firm boundaries. It's just without punishment. It's correlated consequence. It's, it's finding the solution together instead of you did that now give me your phone you're punished and them not learning anything from the situation and that was something I struggled with understanding I'm like well if you don't punish and you don't take how are you getting them to listen like I don't understand I had to change my entire mindset because the goal isn't control or I say it you do it the goal is mutual respect and high integrity and accountability and all of those things and this parenting has all of those the truth is the truth is is that
0: the power dynamic between a parent and child is well-established. You don't have yep. to do anything for there to be a power dynamic between you. Yes. You are bigger. You are stronger. They are completely dependent on you. You yep. know everything. They've been alive a few years. like right. This, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it's so naturally built in. Yes. And so a lot of times kids are already wanting to do what you do. They're already wanting to follow and do and do your lead. And with the old school parenting, what I found, you know, even just observing from like my, when my husband's instincts in the beginning are all old school, there's so much hypocrisy because, and that was something I kept pointing out to him because it'd be like, Well, he'd be upset about a tantrum or something. And I'm like, but the way you're acting to me looks like a tantrum, tantrum, yeah. What I'm seeing looks the same. And I see my kid, you know, escalating, but then I see you escalating more. You know, about the kid, and then and then and now I'm seeing a power struggle when there doesn't need to be one because there's already an established power dynamic. Right.
1: We all know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's that's I know. That's an, I never even thought about that, but that's so true. And I, and I think the, the, one of the biggest issues I had when I was growing up was a hypocrisy. If I didn't do things right, when I was told to, no matter if I was in the middle of finishing homework or talking on the phone, it didn't matter because they said it and I had to do it, but I would watch my parents leave their shoes there or turn the dryer on twice or do other things. And I'm just like, why do I have to be better than you at these things? Why do I have to do it? And it doesn't matter if i'm on the phone with a friend or what i'm doing my time isn't valued but i'm supposed to value your time and do it right when you say i can remember being a 12 13 year old thinking those things
0: kids are very aware they are very aware of the double standard in a situation and then that's where we also see like um that fear and respect are not the same thing because a lot of times they'll be fearful of their parents but the actual respect factor is like well you don't do that either yeah and
1: and yeah I think the difference in that is, is like, do you want, do we want our children to do the right thing because we're telling them to, and we're watching, or do we want them to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, even when we're not watching And Because to me, you can really tell who a person is when they're doing kind things, when they're not recording it, or they're not being watched. Like those to me are the most important telltale signs of a good human being. You're doing the right thing because it's the right thing. The test is when nobody's watching them, when you're not there, when there's no fear,
0: how are your kids treating others? Yes. How are they, how are they responding in situations? How are they acting? How are they um, when nobody is there to hold them accountable? And I found quite the opposite, is I found like in my in my kids' school, the reports that I get back from the teacher, he'll be like, I wish I had 30 of him in my class. And I'm like, first of all, I live with this kid. <laughs> And,
1: and, uh, and and one is, one is, I love the one. I'm good with the one. That's, oh my God, I love that so much. It's the same. I mean, not that I don't, my children are not perfect. I'm far from perfect. But when they, before they were homeschooled, my, their teachers always said, I wish I had 50 more of your girls. Like they're all so helpful and kind and they're helping. Like it was always good things like that. And it always made me feel so proud. I never achieved that. I was a freaking disaster in school. I had behavioral issues. I had, it was a lot, but Uh even when they had their first job and everything, it's, I I did not have a worry about any of behavioral things or how they're going to treat people. Like that has never been an issue. I, I know my children treat people with dignity and respect and kindness, but they'll stand up for themselves. Like all the things I couldn't do until I was 30. My children are doing as older teenagers. Well, I think that's probably a good place to end. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time.